This is Bias Bender, and I'm Kayla Stokes. Welcome to the next episode of this podcast where we are exploring the lives of Black women from the past and the present in order to imagine the future. This week's episode is about Barbara Hillary and exploring the unknown. Hi, hello. All right. This week, I just want to talk to you. I am so excited for this week's episode. I know I probably say that every week, and let's be honest, it's always true, but this week I learned about a woman who really, truly knocks my socks off. So thank you in advance for listening to me ramble and geek out a bit. (laughs) I love traveling and exploring new places. There's something very comforting to me about the idea that I can pack up and be anywhere if I try hard enough. And that, in combination with the prospect to see a new place, is my favorite thing. (laughs) I'm floored by trips to faraway places and continents, but also I'm excited to drive over to a nearby town I haven't explored yet. I feel very fortunate to be able to say that I've been to maybe 20 or so different countries across a few different continents at my age, and I so look forward to exploring even more as I get older. But, of course, this year in particular has put a halt on any extravagant travel plans. I know the chances of me leaving the U.S. anytime soon are extremely low, but that's okay. We're living through a pandemic. What can you expect? (laughs) So, since I'll be daydreaming of the next big adventure for the foreseeable future, I thought I'd share with you the story of Barbara Hillary, a woman who really took the reins when it comes to exploring new places. Maybe we can all live vicariously through her adventures. All right, let's jump right in. Barbara Hillary was born in New York City on June 12, 1931. Her father passed away when she was still a baby, so she and her sister Dorothy were raised by their mother, Viola Jones Hillary. Barbara grew up in Harlem. Now, I wanted to do a little research into what Harlem was like during her childhood, So, when you hear the word Harlem, and I ask you to name a historical period of time that took place there, what is the first thing that pops into your head? I'm guessing you might be thinking of the Harlem Renaissance. I know that when I think of the history of this neighborhood, that's my initial thought. Now, Barbara was born into Harlem after the peak of the cultural renaissance that took place mainly in the 20s. But Harlem was still ripe with activity. In fact, the 30s saw a huge boom in black residents within Harlem. Up until this point, this section of Manhattan was considered predominantly black, but even more black folks migrated there as Barbara was growing up. In fact, her family is a perfect example of this phenomenon. Her mother was from Hilton Head, South Carolina, but she moved up to New York City so that her children would have more access to education and opportunities for growth. This was very common at the time. Black Americans were in the thick of the Great Migration at this point. So it wasn't rare to see Southern families move to cities like New York, Chicago, Philadelphia, Los Angeles, and other Northern, Midwestern, and Western cities. Most folks were looking for something greater than the South could provide them at the time. And within New York City, many Black folks found a home in Harlem. Of course, Harlem wasn't a perfect utopia by any means. Despite the beauty and culture that came roaring out of the 20s, Harlem residents were having a harder time getting through the 30s. The Great Depression really took its toll on folks, and racial tensions within the city were not helping. 
But at the intersection of these struggles, Harlem residents found action. One example of this was the Don't Buy Where You Can't Work movement. Like the name suggests, black residents refused to buy from stores that wouldn't employ black people. And it worked. In a time where people really needed jobs, black Harlem residents came together to make their voices heard through the power of their dollar. I loved learning about these little snippets of Harlem history because I think it helps me to contextualize the world in which Barbara grew up. She was surrounded by black folks in her neighborhood who wanted the best for their families and communities. So many black people flocked to Harlem to get work and hopefully be able to enjoy the fruits of their labor. And I imagine growing up in this environment had a positive influence on Barbara and her peers. I know from my experience, growing up seeing my own mom working hard and valuing the power of education has been such a gift in my life. So I get it. All right. After that rather long tangent, let's continue on with Barbara's story. Barbara continued on to get her education in New York City as well. She graduated from the New School with her bachelor's and master's degrees. With her education, she went into a career of nursing. If you've been listening to the podcast since the very first episode, you'll know that Mamie Peanut Johnson similarly had a whole nursing double life. And if you haven't listened to that one yet, I suggest it. (laughs) Of course, I'm incredibly biased. (laughs) Okay, that was a very lame pun. Let's get back to the story. Anyway, Barbara specialized in gerontology, which is the study of aging. So in the specialty, Barbara became an expert in care for the elderly. She spent a big chunk of her nursing career training medical staff in the concepts of aging, and she worked to ensure aging patients were aided by specific service delivery systems. Basically, she worked hard to make aging patients' lives better. In addition to her nursing career, Barbara was the founder and editor-in-chief of The Peninsula Magazine, which was a multiracial magazine and the first of its kind in Queens, New York. And then, after 55 years of hard work, Barbara retired. And to be honest, that is an impressive story already. She grew up in New York City, got a robust education there, and continued to work hard to make a difference in the city until she retired. But... That's just where her story gets started. So there Barbara was, retired and thinking about her life so far. She realized that while she did a whole lot in her career, she didn't do as much travel as she wanted to. And, well, retirement was the perfect time to dedicate herself to getting out and about more since she didn't have to worry about day-to-day work. At first, she looked into cruises, but that didn't quite sound so appealing to her. Barbara wasn't married, and in her words, quote, It didn't excite me. Being stuck on the ship with married people? Oh, God, think of it. And I can't swim. Unfortunately, so many people that have been married for a long period of time are boring as bricks. (laughs) So, according to her, cruises were off the list of adventure possibilities. But at some point, Barbara ran into an ad that read, See polar bears in their natural habitat. That sounded more interesting. So she left from New York and headed to Manitoba, which is a province of Canada, in order to scratch her travel itch. She had a wonderful time photographing polar bears, and apparently on the trip, she was able to meet some interesting married couples. From that one trip, Barbara realized how much she enjoyed northern travel. 
At a time when most folks are looking to relocate somewhere with milder weather, Barbara Hillary was really getting a kick out of staying bundled up in the ice-cold north. In fact, from there she went on to learn how to dog sled and snowmobile. I'm very far from retirement age, and to me that sounds pretty intense. But that was just the spirit that Barbara possessed. While she was in the thick of falling in love with brisk adventures, Barbara was reading and learning about Matthew Henson. Now, I first heard a reference to Matthew Henson in the musical Ragtime, but it turns out he was a real person, and he had the same adventurous spirit as Barbara. Matthew was the first African-American man to travel to the North Pole. Actually, he was a part of the first successful trip to the North Pole, period. And he's a full-blown American hero, if you ask me. His parents were sharecroppers who both passed away while he was still a child, but he didn't let that stop him from making a good life for himself. At the age of 12, he began working on a merchant ship as a cabin boy, and from there he learned how to read and write, and most importantly, he grew a deep appreciation for travel. He teamed up with Robert E. Perry, who was a commander at the time, and they went on multiple expeditions together over 20 years together. Eventually, they were able to make it up to the North Pole with the guidance and immense help of four Inuit expedition members. This trip solidified them as history makers and heroes. In fact, Matthew Henson was awarded a Congressional Medal, and when he passed away, he was buried in Arlington Cemetery with his wife. He wrote extensively about his travels and published a book called A Negro Explorer at the North Pole upon his return. So Barbara had plenty of material to learn about him through. I love the quote that is on his plaque at Arlington. It's from his book, and it reads, quote, The lure of the Arctic is tugging at my heart. To me, the trail is calling, the old trail, the trail that is always new. I just imagine Barbara coming across these words and really resonating with the passion that Matthew Henson had for the same thing she was falling in love with, too. Okay, okay, but here's the thing. Matthew Henson became the first black man to travel to the North Pole in 1909. And Barbara was reading about him in the 21st century, and she started to realize that there wasn't any evidence of a black woman who had done the same thing yet. So, what did Barbara Hillary do? Well, she got to planning. Getting to the North Pole is no easy feat, but that didn't stop Barbara from trying. I love that she set her sights on something and just went for it. Eventually, after training and raising over $25,000 to fund her expedition, Barbara was really ready to get going, way up north this time. In 2007, Hillary boarded a plane and ended up in Spitsbergen, Norway, where she was going to be tested for her physical fitness in order to begin her journey. Barbara was ready for this test. She had been working hard to get ready for this trip, and she knew that she would have to put in even extra work because at this point, she was a two-time cancer survivor who had lost 25% of her breathing capacity due to a life-saving surgery she had undergone about a decade prior. Once Barbara passed her test, she was off. And on April 23, 2007, at the age of 75, Barbara Hillary skied her way into history. She not only became the first African-American woman to make it to the North Pole, but she also became the oldest person to make the trip as well. Isn't that wild? (laughs) She dedicated this journey to her mother, Viola, 
who was brave enough to move all the way up north to New York City in order to give Barbara the best start in life she could. When Barbara finished this expedition, you'd think she might be satisfied, right? Well, she wasn't done just yet. Naturally, she had to balance things out. The next five years were spent in preparation for another cold expedition. (laughs) And through plenty of challenges and setbacks, Barbara was able to make history yet again. On January 6, 2011, Barbara became the first African-American woman on record to stand on the South Pole. (laughs) At the time, she was 79 years old and soaking in the negative 40-degree weather like a champ. Honestly, I'm astounded by Barbara's story. It's just so incredible to see a woman go after her dreams regardless of what other people might think of as barriers. Barbara didn't care what her age was or what she looked like or what other people would think. She wanted to get out and do something that had never been done before, and that's just what she did. Barbara passed away last year, on November 23rd, 2019. She lived her life to the fullest, and I'm so glad I'm able to share her story with you. After her expeditions, Barbara went on to become a motivational speaker, which makes a lot of sense. She's been interviewed and featured by a bunch of news outlets, but personally, I just learned about her story recently. I love what she had to say in one article I read about the relationship between Black Americans and outdoor adventure. I'm well aware that hearing stories of Black people out in nature is not stereotypically common. Like, when I think of a family hiking and camping together, uh, to be honest, a Black family is not the first image that comes to mind. And maybe that's influenced by my own experience, but I do think there is some truth to not seeing a lot of representation within the realm of outdoorsy stuff. I don't know if that makes sense the way I'm saying it, but Barbara put it into words by saying, quote, As a black person, I have given this a tremendous amount of thought, and it's just so complex. There are so many factors involved. Economic mobility plays a significant role. It really wasn't until after World War II that blacks moved out of the kitchens and away from menial labor and towards making a decent salary. That was when we could even start to look at these forms of recreation. Yet, even at that point, there's the matter of identity. We don't have a strong heritage of polar exploration, for example, or even of camping. And if you think about our history, we went from slave ships to an agricultural base. In that context, spending times in the woods isn't a measure of success. Social mobility, for many, means moving away from that rural past. This quote from Barbara Hillary really helped me to understand some reasons why we don't see a lot of black folks at the forefront of outdoor exploration. For a long time, it seems as though it wasn't financially possible for a lot of families to take trips that require special equipment or guidance. And then beyond that financial strain, it's almost like the subconscious goal for many black families is to stay comfortable and away from outdoor labor even if that labor is for fun. That makes sense to me. And at the same time, it frustrates me. Let me try and explain why. As I've said before, I love adventure and travel, and while I'm not always the best hiking buddy because I am known to complain about the muscles burning in my tiny legs, I like being outside and stretching myself out of my comfort zone. In fact, 
I felt so connected to Barbara's story because I also have had so many moments of joy traveling in very cold places. I myself went way up north a few summers ago and was lucky enough to see polar bears with my own two eyes in their natural habitat. The amount of times my breath was taken away is probably immeasurable. So the idea that black folks don't participate in certain types of travel and adventure is frustrating to me. First, because of course we do. Black folks do everything. And second, because it would break my heart if a little black girl like me didn't go on a trip or a hike or a swim or a ski trip or anything they wanted to try because they couldn't imagine themselves doing it. So... If your imagination can hold the reality that Barbara Hillary traveled to both poles in her 70s, then I think it should also be able to hold the idea of any type of black girl or woman exploring any inch of this world. When it's safe to travel, of course. (laughs) And in the meantime, when I bundle up and head out on my winter walks through the snow, you best believe I will be imagining that I am Barbara Hillary making my way through the Arctic. In Barbara's honor, I want to hear about your own adventures. Let me know the most memorable trip or moment in nature that continues to stick with you. Or tell me about where you dream to go someday. You can email me at biasbender at gmail.com or reach out via social media to the Instagram and Facebook pages, which are both just at biasbender. This week, I am reminded that I deserve to go out and enjoy nature as much as I want. And you do too. I am going to be thinking about Barbara Hillary for a while. There is freedom in unabashedly embracing your passions. If you enjoy something, why not pursue it? And this week, I'm also reminded of something I heard a lot in school growing up. Going outside makes your brain bigger. (laughs) Maybe that was my teacher's way of getting us students to get outside during recess, but... I'm sure there's some truth in that statement. So let's get outside in honor of Barbara and her adventurous spirit. I'm going to leave you with just a tiny snippet from Barbara's 2017 commencement speech at her alma mater, the new school. At every phase in your life, look at your options. Please do not select boring ones. Hearing her say that really made me smile, and I hope it brightens your day, too. Thank you so much for listening. I use the following sources to research this week's episode. BarbaraHillary.com Barbara Hillary, Our Favorite Boundary Breaker by Sarah Knapp on REI's Co-op Journal. Barbara Hillary, A Pioneering African-American Adventurer, Dies at 88 by Bridget Katz on SmithsonianMag.com Open Learn's article, A Brief History of Harlem. History.com's page on the Great Migration. Britannica's article on Matthew Alexander Henson. Arlington National Cemetery's page on Matthew Henson. Original music, as always, by Adam Westerman.